Hi everybody, this is Austin Bernie from You Podcast and I had the chance to interview one of my all-time favorite movie makers, Farhan Akhtar. Um, he was in Dubai promoting his next release which is Dawn 2 and we had a great chat about Dawn 2, how he kind of came about making the movie. I even posted up an interview, a generic kind of media type interview a bit earlier but I put in the challenge for myself that I would ask more film geeky questions. So this is the You Podcast so it's going to be intensely geeky. I'll be asking about, about how it kind of, how it felt to step out of the, the shadow of the original movie. Uh, I got to ask him about the 3D post-conversion and the kind of um, issues it might have. We got a chance to speak a bit about his career. The movie's coming out in the UK the 21st of December and releasing in India and globally on the 23rd. So I hope you enjoyed the chat. Um, Drop us an email at upodcasting at gmail.com. I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, Thanks for listening. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Is it is it not too crazy in Dubai with all the promotions you're doing and the premiere? Um, no, I mean, just uh, people excited about my film. If anything crazy, I think they're very same people who should be excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw the new trailer. Um, I think uh, Muchko Pechanlo. Um, it looks amazing. Uh, We're really looking forward to it. Okay, thanks a lot. Thank you. Um, so let's just jump into it. Dawn Two is releasing the twenty third uh, in India. It's releasing two days earlier in the UK, right? Um, I'm not too sure of that. I mean, this is. I mean, a couple of people have asked me this question, and I think I possibly need to just check in with someone <laughs> regarding this because I don't seem to have this information. Okay. You know, so I'm, I'm not too sure. So well, if it does, a big thank you from the audience in London because we we get a if if we do get a chance to see it uh, a bit earlier, we'll be really happy. Right, right. Actually, can you just hold on one second? I can just maybe just check with somebody. Just just hold on one. Of second. course. Oh yeah, it is. It's releasing in the UK on the twenty first. That's right. See, awesome. We're really happy for that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I guess that's right. I think you know more about the release date than I do. See, yeah, I have it marked on my calendar. I have a Siri reminder set and <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> um, so last time we saw Don, he was um, on the airport about to leave. Um, there was the big reveal that uh, Vijay hadn't survived, but it was Don. Uh, where does the story kind of pick up without, I mean, spoiling anything? Uh, yeah, so the second part really, actually, yeah, it it it, it takes off from. Um, um, five years later from where the first one ended um, and uh, when we first see Don he's, you see him he's kind of relaxed you know laid back he's been enjoying the good life um, you know the king of his domain um, and then of course certain events occur that, that need him to step back into his uh, seriously into his work mode so to speak right. and uh, that's where the film starts from Okay. and so, so it's, it's, uh, it's another crazy Don adventure which um, I mean of course has um, as many thrills and um, uh, twists and turns and a lot of action this time. Yeah. So it's uh, truly an out-and-out action entertainer. Yeah, it seems to be this movie, looking at the trailer, it's really gone on a global scale. Um, so has Don really gone global now? Um, I mean, he's uh, he's definitely, he's, he's kind of migrated from Asia to Europe, which was the closest continent that he would move to. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's currently there in this film. And um, so we'll see how it goes. But um, I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I think um, Europe is, is, is pretty international as far as Indian films are concerned, at least. Okay. You know, so um, he's, he's kind of there trying to make his, his mark and uh, 
take over whatever it is he can which, which is uh, really the 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 plot in the film right yeah. so i mean obviously the first um, first dawn was a remake slash actually more of a reimagining i would say than a remake um so how do you feel mm-hmm. kind of stepping out of that zone of remakes reimagining kind of making a fresh story how did you approach that um yeah it was nice to have that freedom you know and what was what was nice and what what i think was an advantage was uh, that we already had uh, a couple of characters um which the audiences were very very familiar with so we didn't need to waste too much time at the head of the film you know or expend too much of the audience's energy in trying to establish who these characters are what they're doing in this film what do they want you know so in a very quick telegraphic kind of manner we could just remind people of who roma is who vardhan is who of course don everyone knows but who these characters are and just get straight into the plot of the film right. you know so within the first 5 minutes you're you're really truly into the plot of the movie and you know exactly who everybody is and you know um, you kind of get a sense of okay now i know where it's headed and uh, in the writing of it um, i i've written it v- keeping in mind a very true um, action genre style of writing you know so which is uh, you're working towards like this one single focus um in the film you know and it doesn't really kind of um stray from that there's um, not too much going on in terms of too many subplots um and and too many other kind of um, um distractions you know it, it's it's very committed with the dawn story and it's very committed to what dawn wants to achieve by the end of the film right i mean again looking at the trailers it's it seems also very gadgety very high tech i mean even a few shots made me reminded me of a uh, mission impossible which is releasing around the same uh, timing and i think they also did a, a a premiere in dubai just around the same dates that you guys did so is this the kind of um, area that you want to place dawn as a franchise or a brand now um i, I think on some level these films do inhabit the same same world you know so whether whether it's whether it's mission impossible or whether it's uh, I, i don't know the bond films mm. you know um these are these are movies that they are action thrillers Right. you know and if and if you're making an action thriller that that has a kind of a global appeal and and it's set um in in um how do you say almost like internationally set it's not it's not set within india there is a certain kind of treatment that you can do with it and it it, it starts um kind of reflecting or reminding you know you of 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 maybe a film that you that you've seen shot in that part of the world before yeah you know but but again uh, it, what's important is uh, i mean i haven't seen uh, mi4 so i can't really comment on on the film per se but um, to me what's important is that the story of the film is 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 an indian story you know and it's an original story right um and that is what's going to set it apart from any other film that that may kind of resemble or remind you of or you of something else yeah i i think sharuk really seems to revel in these roles i think you tweeted a while back that he has he, you finally <coughs> made the uh, poster with the gun and the girl and that's the kind of poster you right. always wanted <laughs> i mean, i i think yeah i think he does truly truly enjoy playing this character you know and and i think um for for any, i think for him as an actor as well i think it's 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 a it's a change you know i mean he's he's usually playing um, the good guy the clean cut guy mm. you know the guy with with absolute like great morals yeah. um so it's it's nice once in a while to kind of wear a different hat you know and and play a slightly a character with a mean streak you know and a character who who likes to manipulate people yeah. and is not the nicest guy in the world you know but at the same time is extremely gets such a, a, an opportunity to be very charming and and very witty um, and very stylish you know so it, it i guess as i assume as an actor it's it's a, it's a nice release you know once in a while to have to, to get to do something different 
Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to hear you say that because I, I would like to know how you see Dawn as a character. Because I mean, obviously, in the you made a very big twist and a change in the storyline in the first one, um, where I mean, in a way, the old older version was kind of the triumph of good, whereas I didn't feel in your version that was the case. So, do you see Dawn as a no, naughty character or a villain in a way? Oh uh, no! You see, I, I, if you have to break it down into very black and white, then I mean, of course, he is a villain. There's no getting away from that. You know, but uh, but the thing is that um, in my treatment of it, I try my best not to keep it so black and white. You know, it's important for you I and mean, for for me when I'm writing that characters need to be relatively grey. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Don, I think what what is kind of interesting, and I think what makes him uh, makes him um, how do you say it, um, um, endearing to people, and why people are so fascinated by him, um, is that he is I think very very honest about uh, who he is. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't pretend to be anything that he's not. Yeah. Um. And somewhere, whatever it may be, whether it's good or bad, somehow human beings have a have um. I think a gene in their body. You know that 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 tells them immediately to respect someone who is very honest to who they are. Yeah. You know, we have problems with villains. I think who um show you one face but uh, have another. You know, that right. we pretend to be good, but actually they they they're scheming and conniving people behind your back. Yeah, those are the people that we can never respect, and those are the people we would never want to be like. Mm. You know, but but when someone is very honest about who they are, um, and is and is telling you that this is how I am, you can take me at face value, you love me or or hate me. Yeah, you know, and somehow with that, and because because of how he is and how he speaks and how he um he you like kind of manipulates people and how he uses his words. And how he charms them at times. Right. Um, we we've grown to like him, and we've grown to understand that you know what? I mean, he may have his faults, and he's got all this going on, but he's not hiding behind a facade. And maybe we should just appreciate that about him and like him. Right. Yeah. I think maybe we see enough of people that have facades in real life, so it's kind of refreshing to see somebody on screen that. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do feel that. I, I mean, I do because I I do think about it uh, quite often. Mm. You know, as to why people would be so so fascinated. Yeah. You know, and so eager. For for a sequel to someone who is in the most generic sense a villain, in, in a, you know, yeah. like what is what is you know like what what is so see, and and I think in my in my uh, understanding, I think it's about this. I mean, of course, it's make believe, you know, so it's it's not everyone's like oh this, this person really exists and yeah. we, it's morally wrong for us to like him. It's make believe, you know, yeah. and it's it's entertainment, which is one. But within that, I feel that there is a certain you know um, enjoyment in seeing a person just being himself and being very very honest about that. I yeah. think there is an enjoyment. Because I had this thing when I was rewatching the first Dawn yesterday, just to kind of prepare for today's conversation, and I kind of felt sad for Vijay dying. You know, he was such a nice guy. You know, he didn't deserve to die. <laughs> uh, yeah, nobody really deserves. To die. <laughs> nobody really deserves. To die. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see nobody. Yeah, but can we talk a bit about the three D aspect of the movie? Because you post converted this, right? Oh uh, yes, yes. So I mean I I mean you've been you've had a really busy year so I imagine you probably haven't had a chance to go out to the cinema and watch other movies but I think this 3D trend has kind of come over from Hollywood or this reemergence of 3D let's call it that way but not that many post converted movies have been really successful um how how do you how do you kind of feel about that um you know I I guess it depends eventually on on the experience with each individual film you know I, I don't know if we can make such a generalized sweeping statement that uh, converted films don't work yeah. um and um the thing with with conversion is that it's it's not a it's not simple to do you know it, it's a tricky process um and you have to give it 
um, a lot of time, um, an adequate amount of time, so that we can do it to the best um, uh, possible use of the technology that's available to do it, right. um, and also uh, the involvement of of the director and the and the and the DOP, you know, to ensure that they are um, discussing uh, the effect, depths of field, whatever it is that they want as the effect for the film, that they need to be creatively involved and not just leave it up to someone to decide what they want the film and the effect to be like. Right. Um, and if you can manage to do that and give it enough time, I think you can come up with something that's that is special. Um, and I, I and I do feel I've seen now I've seen the 2D version of course, and I've seen um, quite a substantial amount of the 3D version uh, in in uh, in the theater. And uh, there is something special about it, you know. And it does uh, have the ability and it does have the power to include the audience um, a lot more into the world that is being created. Um, so hopefully, I mean, if if um, if it is eventually in, in theaters if it's presented well, you know, um, I, I think it will make for, for quite a, a special viewing. Yeah. I, I personally am looking really forward to the 3D version. I think it probably looks awesome, those okay. car crashes and those... Cool, great. I'm, I hope you like it when you watch it. Um, uh, just a few more questions. I mean... Um, I was looking at what all of the movies you've made, uh, you know, like with Excel Entertainment, and um, they seem to be very personal movies to you, know, you know, like uh, Laksh or uh, Dil Chata Hai, Zindagi Na Milegi Dubara, and Dawn seems to be a complete opposite in a way. It seems least personal, but very, very successful. So how do you balance those sensibilities? I know, but, but it, it actually is a very personal film. I mean, the first one was made truly out of my, my, my personal love for, for the original film. And it was made out of my personal love for, for basically the films of that time, of the 70s. I grew up watching those movies and they were a huge influence and still are. They're a big influence on me. Um, so that it came from a personal space. Um, and now my, my, my love for this character comes from, from a personal space. Um, so it is, it is personal to me. Each film that I make, I mean, it, it may not be a real film and it may not be about real characters, mm. uh, but it's still personal. It's still my, my love for, for, for this person or for this character or for this story that's, that's enabling it to happen. Right. And, uh, I mean, how do you kind of look back at, I mean, you've been almost, I think, close to a decade now that you've been making films and being almost like a triple threat right. in a way, you know, actor, producer, writer. How do you look back at whatever, I mean, what, what you've been able to produce up to now? Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's been, um, I've been quite fortunate to have worked with some, some really, really talented and interesting people. Um, I've also learned a lot from everyone that I've worked with up to this point, you know, and uh, hopefully that'll continue. Um, and, but again, I mean, it's, um, you know, like what's, what has happened, I'm very thankful for it, but I mean, the focus really is always on, on what's happening now and what's going to happen next. Right. You know, and, um, for whatever it's worth, I think people have been very, um, supportive, um, of my work pretty much from the word go from Dilcha Thai time. You know, they've been very, very supportive and have been very, um, uh, um, I don't know, and have been very, um, um, how would you say, it? kind of, uh, almost, they've been warm towards me, you know, and I, and I, mm. and I appreciate that tremendously. And I, and I see that as some, also a kind of responsibility then, you know, towards those people who've, who've decided to have this kind of faith and decided to have this kind of trust. Uh, that you want to, you want to make sure that you can, that if, Maybe the film, uh, they may be a one-off uh, one film that they may not like, but uh, just that they understand the intentions were always the right intentions, you yeah. know, and that they, if, I've never started taking them for granted or I've never started not thinking or not caring about them. You know, to me, uh, what these people feel when they watch, watch my film is, is very, very important to me because, I mean, they've been there with me, for me, from the start. Mm. So uh, how do you feel when a movie doesn't maybe shape up the way you want it to? Um... Uh, does it make you feel bad or do you just kind of let it go and move on? Uh, are you talking about shape-up in terms of making of it or are you talking about the box office? Um, 
wouldn't you agree they're kind of related in Hindi film cinema or do you feel they're very separate? Uh, no, not really. I mean, no, they are separate. I mean, you could make a movie that, that could be appreciated by a few, mm. you know, and that may not, uh, may not do that well at the box office. Uh, and you could have a film that uh, nobody has anything really uh, good artistically to talk about uh, or say anything about and it could be a, a runaway success. Mm. So it depends, you know, on, 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 on each film. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is that, I mean, if in the making of a film, if I feel that there's something missing, I will do whatever I can in my ability to rectify it before the film releases, if I feel that way. Right. Uh, but once the film releases and if the film doesn't do well at the box office, for example, um, that that's something you have to take in your stride, you know, because I mean, it's it's um, um, it would be foolish of a, a person to start believing that every single film that they make, you know, is uh, is is going to be a huge success because at times you may believe in an idea that other people don't don't yeah. get or they don't they don't see the same way, you know. So I mean, that's that's really a part of the business that way. So I mean, that you have to take in your stride. Um. So what's next for next year? Rock on two is coming. I think I saw a poster. Somebody tweet of Talash. Is that already? released yet or is that somebody uh, yeah but the, the poster I, I, I no, no, that's not an official poster I think someone's just put something together and, and created their own poster yeah um, but um, yeah but um, yeah that should be our next year I think in June is when we plan on releasing it so um, that's quite exciting we're working with Amir again after 10 years 11 yeah. years um, from Sintil Jatai so that's it's nice to work with him again uh, so that's one film that we're doing as producers of course and the other film uh, that I'm going to get to work on in March from March is uh Rakesh Merasin, Bhagmil Kabhar. Okay. And are you producing that too or writing or are, are, is that just uh, no, no, as that, an actor? No, not at all. It's, it's just an, it's, it's, uh, an acting assignment. Okay. Rakesh is the producer and, and of course the director. Okay, so that must be refreshing for you to just kind of focus on the acting and not having to do all of the 10 things at the same time. Um, I mean, yeah, I think, I think it's all a part of the learning curve. You know, I mean, so far the films that I've done that I've acted in and I've also produced. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's kind of nice to have this opportunity now to, to take it a step further and then work with, and start working with people, um, also who are doing some very, very interesting work. And Rakesh is an, is an amazing director. You know, he's, um, made one of, uh, one of my all time favorite films, Rande Basanti. So to work with him is, is really going to be quite a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And no news on Rock On 2 yet. Um, it's, it's, it's in development right now and my fingers are crossed. I, I probably want it to happen a lot more than you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's see how it goes. Great, great. Well, I know you have tons of interviews, so I could really thank you for your time and hopefully we can have the next premiere in London then. Yeah, why not? Sure, we'll, we'll try and work towards that. Thanks a lot for your time, Farhan. Okay. Thank you very much. All thank the best. You. Bye.